On this episode of Rock Down South, we sit down with Tristan Tripp. We have a fun time on this episode, so you definitely don't want to miss this one. We hope you all enjoy. Let's go. Hey, this is Tristan Tripp, and you're listening to Rock Down South. Welcome to another exciting episode of Rock Down South, your home for rock and country music. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Tristan Tripp. And Tristan is a fantastic up-and-coming rock artist with a really cool modern and alternative sound. We talk all about what it was like growing up in Georgia, having a famous country superstar as a father, and his new single, Nervous System Overload. We also talk about his decision to pursue rock music as opposed to country music, as most people might expect. I think you guys will enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's the show. We got Tristan Tritt of the house. How you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for getting on here today. Really excited to talk to you. We're going to talk rock and roll and the new music and all things like that, man. But thanks so much for jumping on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. And so I know your dad is originally from my neck of the woods here in Marietta, right outside of Atlanta. Uh, but where did you grow up in? Uh, so I grew up in a place called Hiram, Georgia, which is not too far from Marietta at all, like 20, 30 minutes. And uh, I went to school for a long time out in Cobb County. So it's been uh, very, very close to me. And I've always been around uh, Marietta and been to, you know, the place he grew up many times where my grandma still lives. So it's it's super cool seeing, you know, the change that this, you know, this area outside of Atlanta has experienced in the last 20 years, because the place I mean, is is just blown up. Oh, Absolutely. And we're talking in local hometowns right at this point, because I live in Cobb County as well. Um, so other people might not be familiar, but, uh, you know, I moved out here probably five years ago and, uh, you know, it's been on the up and up, you know, one of the reasons why I moved out here. So oh, absolutely, that's awesome. You're from uh, locally around the corner originally. Uh, did you do any time in Nashville or did your dad live here for most of the part or did he live in Nashville? Surprisingly, he never lived in Nashville. He was always based out of Georgia. He would go up there and do what he had to do. And I'm I'm kind of on a similar uh, schedule with Nashville where I go back and forth and uh, all my band members are based out of there. And, you know, I do my writings and meetings and everything out there. But it's about a three and a half hour drive and I still get to do what I need to do and still have that hometown vibe by coming back to Georgia. So I just I prefer getting away from the city when I need to and then being there when it's, you know, absolutely necessary. But I'm just, I, to be honest with you, I'm not a city person. I've tried and it's just, it's not for me. <laughs> I completely understand. Well, we absolutely love that you're from Georgia, specifically from Cobb County. It's awesome having, uh, you know, talent here in our backyard. And uh, pretty cool that you also still call Cobb County and Marietta your home. I think that's, uh, that's pretty awesome with everybody moving to Nashville these days. But when it comes to growing up, I mean, I'm sure you get asked this every single interview and people are going to keep asking it. But what was it like growing up in such a big musical family, especially during that time? Um, to be honest, like the 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 typical response I give, and this one is uh, it's it's true to heart. Whenever you're a kid, whatever you grow up around is pretty much normal for you, and it doesn't matter if your dad's, you know, um, or your parents are in some kind of trade, or if they're in a corporate job or anything like that. So just the influence of music for me, it just seemed like a normal kind of thing. I didn't realize until I was probably like five or six that there was something kind of different about my my father's occupation or just my family life um 
but yeah, music was always just something that was present. And I just assumed that for most people that that was just like a staple in their life. So I never really thought any different of it until I got a little older. A little older, you realize that most people did not grow up with tons of music and creativity and music writing around and producing around. Yeah. I've, there, I've heard that before. That's interesting. Yeah. Not, not a lot of my friends had, uh, had dads with, you know, hair down to their shoulders or anything. So it was, <laughs> it was kind of, kind of stuck out like, like a thumb for a little while. And so when did you start getting into playing music yourself or what attracted you to it? Um, th this is such a, an odd response, but to be honest with you, I think guitar hero, guitar hero, the video game changed my whole my whole entire course of life just because of the soundtrack that it exposed such a young audience to um you know being a kid you always listen to your parents music and for my dad what he exposed me to was a lot of like the eagles boston fleetwood mac you know greats like that but it was never anything super heavy and i remember playing one of the guitar hero games when i was just a kid and i heard the song war pigs for the first time and i immediately thought to myself what the hell is this I don't know what this is, but I want to be a part of this. And from then on out, that kind of heavy metal 70s all the way up to, you know, 80s, 90s, um, alternative rock, heavy metal, whatever you want to call it. It really grabbed my attention and just kind of guided me down my own um, path of finding the influences that to this day uh, really ref like reflected my songwriting and performance in every aspect of my career. It's funny you say that because, you know, I definitely grew up with Guitar Hero as well. And but me and my buddies got into the hard rock and heavy metal, like back in high school when nobody else thought it was cool. You know, we had the CDs and, you know, did our digital copying of CDs and uh, filled up notebooks full of, uh, you know, ugly looking copied CDs of uh, hard rock and heavy metal. And then of course, Guitar Hero coming along, it just, you know, everything blew up. We had a lot of people listening to it at that point because of the Guitar Hero influence where people were listening to those hard rock and heavy metal songs that never would have listened to them before. Yeah. I mean, it completely changed the, uh, the landscape of what was cool again and really exposed an audience that really would never had any clue who, you know, fog hat or any of these kind of more obscure one hit wonder type bands, survivor, uh, dragon force, all these crazy bands. And it just brought a new form of, I think, pop culture and making guitar playing cool again, which I think for a little while kind of went out the window. And then it, all of a sudden there was like this renaissance in the mid 2000s where it became cool again. And that's really when it grabbed my attention. And from then on out, it's been a, you know, a wild ride of just kind of chasing that same feeling that I got from being exposed to the Black Sabbaths and Motorheads when it first happened, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I think I heard in another interview that you did, you didn't originally start out singing. Like I think you were more on the engineering side or went to school for it. I did. Um, in 2019, I went to a place called the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences out in Gilbert, Arizona. And it was like a nine month trading school thing. And I figured out very quickly that I was a terrible engineer. Um, there's a very specific and, and patient type of mindset you have to have going into that. And I just didn't have that, to be honest with you. Um, but God bless those that can, because they really taught me the, uh, the importance of focusing on the details. Um, so I always equate going out there to just being able to communicate with engineers slightly better. Like I said, terrible engineer, but I'm, I'm, I'm able to speak the, 
the jargon just a little bit better and and convey something if I have something in my head to you know get onto the soundboard or or do through Pro Tools, it it comes out a little bit more smooth than normal. But going out there, it really kind of showed me what it was I was good at and what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. And I think that was a major part of finding my path was was figuring out more importantly what I didn't want to do. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, so when did you just start, you know, getting on the mic and singing like that? Uh, to be honest with you, as soon as 2020 happened, obviously like the world shut down and um, being based out of the South, the regulations weren't as strict. So there were still a couple of dive bars open up and I, and there really wasn't anything to do. Touring had completely stopped on all like professional fronts. So I, I thought, you know, no better time than the present to get over stage fright, which I had, to, which is crazy to admit but it was it was a really bad stage fright I, I i couldn't play guitar and sing in front of people at all i had this horrible tremor that would go through my hands and i i just had a hard time with it so for the first couple of months of 2020 um i would just go out every single night and do two or three songs at a open bar or an open mic night at some bar and play continuously until eventually that that kind of fear was gone and um had a buddy of mine that I, I contacted who was a great lead guitar player and said, Hey, you know, you want to do like duo shows together. And I was my own booking agent. I was my own everything. And I just started calling up people as much as I possibly could getting opportunities. And if I called, you know, 300 people, maybe two would get back to you. But, uh, had my first gig in July of 2020, that was a paid gig and did like three hours off of I'm not even joking, 18 songs. I don't know how we pulled that off, but <laughs> just a lot of a lot of jamming, I guess. But uh yeah, that's that's basically how it started. It was just all in 2020. So I'm still really green in this and uh just figuring things out along the way. But it's been it's been a, a learning process that I you know, you you don't you can read all the books and listen to all the podcasts you want, but getting out there and actually getting your hands dirty, that it's been the greatest learning process I've ever had. And so tell me about the brand new single you have out, Nervous System Overload. I want to hear more about that song because I liked it, man. It had a more of a hard rock feel. It had even a little bit of a scream in there at times and uh, pretty dark and musically, uh, a little bit moody lyrically as well. Yeah, that was, um, we recorded that in June of last year. And uh, the way it came about was I was I was put in contact with two, like a writer and a producer based out of Nashville. Kelly Page and Stephen Wilson, and they both are phenomenally talented people. But I, it was basically pitched to me that these these um, two writers were more of pop artists, and I was like, I you know I don't know how I feel about this. Fast forward, go to Nashville, end up hanging out with these people, and within you know five ten minutes, we're like hanging out and having a great time. And they got me on a creative level, and I was like, you know, I'm I'm trying to get out of this whole southern rock vibe that I thought I wanted originally, but just found out it's, you know, it's not for me. I wanted to do more along the lines of the the influences I grew up listening to. Like I said, like the Sabbaths and Motorheads and and Stone Temple Pilots and all those guys. So they immediately caught on to it and we were able to start writing. And the basically the subject matter behind it was all about um I guess the overprescription of of psychiatric medications nowadays like SSRIs, Adderall, all that stuff. And then the amount of people dealing with anxiety and having this nervous system overload. And I think Kelly was the one that said something along those lines. I was like, that's the premise of the song. 
let's break this down. And as we're doing it, Stephen Wilson's building the track and just came up with this completely badass composition that that you hear today. And I I couldn't be more proud of it. And working with people like that that really push you forward and get you excited about being uncomfortable and getting out of your comfort zone, that's that's huge for me. And that's that's the end product of what nervous system overload is. Yeah, man. I like the song. Like you mentioned, it's got a little bit of alternative feel to it, a little bit of that, you know, STP. Um, but you also definitely have some modern hard rock elements and everything in there, which I enjoy as well. And like you said, it's a departure from the other song that I heard of yours right on time, which is, of course, more Southern and kind of classic rock sounding um, and a little bit more positive and upbeat. Well, a lot more positive and upbeat. Let me just say that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, it, and, you know, it's it's fun to uh, kind of go on both sides of the spectrum and do something a little light and more um classically based and you know the the guitar tones are a lot more clean and it's a lot more of an analog sound whereas nervous system overload is a lot more of the new age not synthetic but heavily based in synthesizers and 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 a whole bunch of you know crazy plugins that that are available nowadays so i really wanted to have a lot more fun with kind of the things that are available in the modern age for creating music and just get experimental with it so yeah it's 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 definitely its own beast, but I love both the songs all the same, you know? And then I think the other song of yours that I heard was Oblivion. Did that come out in between those? No, Oblivion actually came out first. Uh, I released really? that in March. Yes, sir. So I, I released that in March of 2022. And then a couple months later did Right on Time. So Nervous System has been the longest hiatus since my last release. So it's been almost a year to the day since, uh, since Right on Time came out. Interesting, because Oblivion does have that more darker and moodier feel to it. Um, it does have a classic rock kind of vibe to it, but it's a little bit more akin to um, Nervous System Overload, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And that's Oblivion was completely written by me, and I, I I take a lot of pride in that song just because it was it was a lot to trying to figure out my sound, and I think that darker kind of vibe has always been my my bread and butter and where I thrive in and writing that kind of subject matter and those, you know, those minor chords, I'm, I'm kind of addicted to them. But right on time, I was able to write that with a guy named Leroy Powell, who's a phenomenal guitar player, has played with all the guys from like Shooter Jennings and done a lot of the Stapleton records and stuff. So he's a he's one of the top guitarists in all of Nashville. And uh, he he was able to bring me down that road and kind of guide me through more of that Southern rock vibe. But that that darker tone that's definitely that's all me that's my favorite and you never tried to write country music did you never never i never really uh as odd as it sounds to say i never really got bit by the bug my sister is a huge you know liam rhymes uh martina mcbride reba mcintyre fan and i respect all the you know all the greats waylon jennings johnny cash you know the list goes on but i just never i never got that same kind of feeling from country music as i did from rock and roll it just it never got me in the same way i never related to it as much as some of the people in my family so no i never i never wrote anything country but like i said i respect it and there's some great songwriters out there to this day that are just killing it in the country music game so you told me a little bit about what you traditionally like to listen to some of those old school you know black sabbath and stone Temple pilots and ozzy and some of those other bands but what are you hooked on lately? Anything more modern? What have you been listening to lately? 
Oh, sure. Yeah. There's, there's a ton of artists that I've been listening to recently that are, um, about my age, if not younger. Um, one of them is his name is young blood. He's a British artist and he's got a fantastic sound, man. Um, he's been killing it for the last couple of years, but, um, young blood, the kid Leroy, uh, some of the bands I've been listening to have been, uh, more along the lines that I know they can be a little polarizing, but like, I love Greta Van Fleet. I love the fact that they're exposing new audiences to like that traditional 70s analog sound whether or not people you know want to call them zeppelin or not it's you know it's neither here nor there for me but you know anything like that that just really makes me zone into the music and 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 not just kind of see that they're placating towards whatever's popular right now i'll dig it and it doesn't necessarily just have to be rock it can be hip-hop artists or country artists or americana like i just i just want something that's a little bit more um true to heart and i i feel like i can sniff that out pretty well so growing up with a famous dad in the music industry do you have any funny stories interacting with big musicians as a child um yeah uh, one that comes into mind when i was about four years old we went to go see ray charles i think it was when my father was doing the cmt crossroads with ray charles and I had no idea the guy was blind and (laughs) I I had no idea. And uh, I remember just being like a little, you know, you know, three, four year old toddler running around. And I was like trying, you know, typical toddler trying to get everyone's attention. And he's sitting there, typical Ray Charles fashion, just smiling around and I'm waving my hands around trying to get his attention, you know, look at me, look at me. And uh, little did I know he he couldn't. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) That's a good story. So these next questions are what we close with and ask everyone. So first question, what would you tell your 21 year old self? I'd basically just tell myself, you got to get out there, you know, Um, no matter how much you try and educate yourself vicariously, whether it be through books or like I said, podcasts or YouTube videos, there's just something to be said about truly getting out there in the field and learning from trial and error and just keeping, keeping a focused mindset that everything's not going to come instantaneously and all good things are based off of hard work and dedication. So just having that kind of patience and not stressing out so much because one particular thing didn't pan out uh, the way you thought life's not a movie necessarily. So you have to be very Uh, understanding that this is a process more than anything. And you just kind of have to trust the process. So I would tell my, my younger self, like, you know, don't stress out as much because everything's going to be okay. Good answer. Next question. What are you drinking lately? If you don't drink alcohol, it can be anything refreshing you like to drink. (laughs) Uh, So I'm 23 years old. So I feel, I feel kind of weird admitting this, but uh, recently I've just been drinking a lot of uh, apothic wine which is like, it's like a red wine, but it, it's so damn good. Uh, between that and Michelob. Oh yeah. I know that wine. Yeah. It's, it, it's between me and my girlfriend. That's our, that's our absolute favorite. So yeah, I'll, I'll say uh, apothic like Cabernet or something like that. And you know, a Michelob Ultra if I'm, if I'm feeling like nursing on something throughout the day. So as you know, this is rock down South. So what is something, or maybe a couple things that come to mind that you love about the South? Uh, the hospitality, you can't beat it. I I lived in Arizona and I lived in Orange County, California, and just the appreciation I have for just the simple kind gestures that people do in the South is just, it's, you can't beat it. 
Um, just, just the ability to look someone in the eye and talk to them, shake their hand and, and know that for the most part, they're being a genuine human being and they're not just, it's, it's a lot more of a slowed down pace down South, but I, I, I respect and appreciate it so much more from being away from it and coming back to it now. So yeah, just, just that genuine Southern hospitality, you cannot beat it. Hey, thank you so much, Tristan, for being a part of the show today. Where can people find and connect with you online? So if anyone ever wants to find me, my biggest social media is Instagram, Tristan Tritt, or you can go to Tristan Tritt 13 on TikTok, Tristan Tritt on Facebook, basically just Tristan Tritt anything, I'll pop up. And then if you want to ever find out tour dates or anything like that or merchandise, just go to TristanTritt.com and that's pretty much all the info. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. We hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I had a really great time chatting with Tristan. He's a really unique talent and an all-around good dude. I can't wait to hear more music from him here in the future and hopefully catch a show sometime soon. So make sure to go follow Tristan Tritt on all of his social media pages and check out his latest single called Nervous System Overload wherever you listen to music. You can find all our content at rockdownsouth.com and make sure to go follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for the latest updates. Leave us a five-star review if you can. We would really appreciate it. And as always, the views and opinions expressed by our guests are theirs and don't necessarily reflect our own. I'm Mark, and you've been listening to Rock Down South. See y'all next time.